listening to the Small Town Queer podcast produced by Tweed Regional Museum in northern New South Wales, Australia. Follow us as we uncover and explore Tweed's rich queer history from the early 1900s to the present. The museum has collaborated with LGBTQIA community members to collect, share and preserve the histories of Tweed's many and varied queer voices. to recognise the generations of local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who are the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we are recording this podcast today. My name is Emma Shield. And my name is Erica Taylor and we are the curators of the Small Town Queer Digital Project and Exhibition. Hello, on today's podcast, we're talking to Jordan Clayton Lewis. Jordan is an author and content editor who grew up in Moolumba. Since a young age, Jordan has had an adventurous imagination, a love of exploration and a passion for storytelling. Jordan has recently had a monologue published by Currency Press in an anthology titled This Was Urgent Yesterday, which has been acquired by the museum. It's a collection of short scripts written by regional writers all around Australia. The book is now circling various high schools in Australia for drama classes. In addition to fiction writing, Jordan has written numerous articles for SBS News, BuzzFeed and the Foundation for Young Australians. Jordan has written about growing up gay in regional Australia and his experience with homophobia. Welcome Jordan and thank you for joining us for the museum's first ever podcast series. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. So we're starting the podcast series with all of our participants by asking, how do you identify as a small town queer? Um, I think apart from being queer and um, having grown up in a small town, I would say that um, I identify as a small town queer by uh, being involved like in this milestone project for the queer community of the Tweed Coast region. yeah, the region, I feel like, hasn't ever had something like this to be birthed, so I feel pretty honoured to be a part of the history of my hometown and sharing my... I'm very my, glad my, to have you be part of that. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Um, and, yeah, I feel as if, yeah, my passion for sharing stories comes from fulfilling a purpose, and that purpose is essentially sharing stories that can relate to people on many different levels. And I'm glad that I could do that um, with Small Town Queer. Great. And so tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Um, So I was born in Gosford um, originally, and I lived on the Central Coast until I was about five. Um, And then I moved up to the Tweed Coast region with my family um, to start kindergarten. And, yeah, I lived in Boggengar for most of my life. Um, and it was only when I was 18 that my family and I relocated to Pottsville. Um, so most of my life I've spent living in the Tweed Coast region, mm-hmm. um, except for years I spent travelling uh, between 2016 and 2019. And, yeah, when I moved down to Sydney um, area at the beginning of this year to pursue my writing career. And, I mean, how was that experience from going and living in regional Australia to moving to the city and particularly from the point of view of being an uh, open queer person? Yeah, so it's it's definitely different. I mean, yeah, like, um, it's definitely different living in a city than living in the Shire. Um, but, I mean, my workplace 
in my workplace office is in the middle of Surrey Hills. And um, yeah, 9am 9, 9 on a Monday morning, getting off the train at Central Station is a little chaotic sometimes, but I feel like it's something that you definitely adapt to. Um, okay. And yeah, I think, yeah, things are happening at a much faster pace than that of a regional area like the Tweed Coast. But personally, um, yeah, I haven't found it too much different, um, especially being queer as well. Um, you know, I seem to have attracted similar friends and activities that I did when I was living back in my hometown. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've just adapted to the different setting. Um, I think one thing that um, I will note um, is that there's quite few queer, like there's quite a few queer community groups that are in cities, um, mm. but those groups don't, I seem to be present in regional towns, um, you know. There's a, a sort um, of lack of visibility, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, I'd love to see more of these community groups in regional areas. Um, and not only because it's something, you know, I wish was accessible when I was younger, but because I think young queer people should have access to groups of people that share the same preferences as them and, you know, make them feel as if they aren't so different after all. So I feel like, yeah, small town queer is definitely something that's really good for the Tweed Coast yeah. region. I mean, and what was your experience like in high school? Life in high school, I feel like um, it was a bit of a love-hate relationship, um, which I feel like is a thing a lot of kids experience. Um, you know, I made some amazing friends in my schooling, um, which I'm still friends with to this day, which is something that I feel like I'll always be grateful for. Um, I went to a Catholic school in a really small town, so I feel like the queer part of me wasn't fully explored until I left high school. Right. Um, I mean, at this point, while I was at high school, same-sex sex marriage still wasn't legalised in Australia, so I feel as if me and everyone else that I knew at that school who identifies as LGBTQIA really did live in secret. Um, and I believe that this was a mix of two playing factors. Um, I feel like one that being gay still wasn't legally accepted in societies like it is now. And two, um, you know, that Catholicism also saw same-sex marriages as a sin. Um, and now from what, from what I can remember, um, that aspect of exclusion and Catholicism at my school wasn't ever brought up. It was just never really talked about. Um, and I think that this disconnect and um, this lack of education from having queer culture as a normalised fraction of society was a reason why no one at our school ever came out while we were there. Mm. Um, you know, I think no one came out until after high school, um, including myself. Mm. And I think it's, you know, until we started exploring the world out there, outside that bubble that we'd been in our whole lives. Um, but, yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, we can now be who we are freely and I'd say it's a lot different now in schools as well, now that same-sex marriage is legalised and more accepted within society as a whole. Mm. Um, and kids, school kids probably do feel safer coming out at an early age now, which is great. And I'm glad that, yeah, society on a whole and the law are keeping up with the evolution, I guess, of humankind in that aspect. 
Do you feel like being a, a writer, being a storyteller is, is important to your queer identity or does one inform the other? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's something that being a young queer writer is something that I've only recently embraced. Um, but yeah, I love it. Um, the, like the queer writing community is a really good one to be involved in. Um, you know, it's niche, but it also has a strong sense of community about it. Um, you know, it could be small things like networking with other queer authors on social media that make, you know, it makes me feel less alone, I guess. Mm. Um, because writing can be quite a lonely career otherwise. So if you aren't actively collaborating with other writers, which are similar to you, it does, you know, get a bit lonely sometimes. And does that sort of uh, sense of isolation or, or regionality factor into your writing? Um, or the regional I mean, experience? I mean... I would say so. I mean, it's like, it's something that's, I guess, growing up in a regional area, being gay, I guess, like, it's something that has shaped me to become the person that I am today. And I feel like without that experience, I guess I wouldn't be who I am today, if that makes sense. Yes. And are there particular subject matters or topics that you enjoy or aim to explore in your writing? Um, I mean, I definitely want to um, explore more queer stories in terms of um, like queer, even just after finding out about Small Town Queer, um, it actually has inspired me a lot to, you know, find more queer stories that are out there that have happened in history. Um, because, yeah, until Small Town Queer came about, I never really considered the history or stories that might be out there from regional areas. And it really, it's really fascinated me so far, especially the Mandala community in Yukai. Right. Uh, that's um, a very, very interesting period of time in our, in our local history, but also that for the country. Um, so is there, yeah, yeah. I'm, you can speak quite freely on this, but anything in particular about Mandala or. Um, yeah, I guess like, you know, just the, you know, the thing that interested me about Mandala was that, like, this whole time growing up, I never knew that, you know, Australia's first ever gay commune was based so close to where I grew up. Um, and I guess it just goes to show the amazing stories and history that there is out there, you know, waiting to be found. And, um, yeah, it's really just inspired me to explore more queer regional history. And, you know, um, it could you know, be good inspiration for my fiction or non-fiction projects someday. Yeah. Definitely. I think um, we certainly found that these stories are there. We, you just have to have the, um, the inclination and the inspiration to go and look for them. And they have been hidden and covered up, ignored, and we're sort of exploring that side of the equation as well with the querying of the museum, which will be a separate podcast um, and there's obviously an article that we talk about that process. But um, I just wonder with writing, do you, um, I mean, how do you feel about being called a queer writer or do you prefer to be called a writer? I mean, is there, um, is that problematic at times? Do you feel like you're being pigeonholed into sort of having to always um, write about your identity or include a queer narrative when you're writing? 
I think like, you know, both, both of them are fine with me. Like I'm fine with being called a writer and I'm fine with being called a queer writer because I mean, I am queer and a writer, but like, you know, I get, I get called both. Um, so I guess I don't really mind being pigeonholed into that. I kind of knew that um, I wanted to be a writer ever since a really young age. Um, yeah, I'd always been writing fiction stories and coming up with different worlds within my own mind, um, even from the age of 10. And yeah, it was only until high school was coming to a close and that I, you know, really wanted a career as a writer. Um, so I went to university and did a creative writing degree and yeah, then I worked freelance for about six months to build my portfolio. And then I, yeah, I landed my first full-time writing job down in Sydney. Um, but yeah, apart from writing for the media as my full-time job, um, I write a lot of fiction as well. And yeah, I've been particularly passionate about writing more queer stories. What would, knowing the history of places like Vandala and the queer history of the Tweed Chai, what would that have meant to you growing up in the area or being in school and having learnt about that history at that time in your life? Um, I, I feel like, yeah, growing up, if I would have heard, I guess, about Mandala and small town queer as well, um, I feel like, you know, my identity and like a lot of other people's identities, I guess, would be more normalised. Mm-hmm if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. Yes, um, but, you know, um, at the same time, like, you know, what's happened has happened and what is now is now, if you know what I mean. Yes. And I think uh, it goes to that point about representation, seeing yourself in the media, in the history books, in museum exhibitions and seeing yourself or your community represented in a positive way as well too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, um, it's inspiring. It really is. I mean, how do you feel about being labeled a queer icon? Um, I feel like it, it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it makes me feel as if I am part of history. Yes. Yeah. Definitely your history making. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So is there anything that you're working on now or any of your past or current future projects that you'd like to tell us a little bit more about? Uh, Yeah, Um, I guess uh, one thing that I'm working on at the moment um, is a novel that I'm working on. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it, but, um, yeah, it's a contemporary fiction novel um, and it has uh, very strong themes of, gay romance, uh, travel, fate, and numerology. Oh, wow. I mean, are there many uh, contemporary romantic novels or stories about queer people? Yeah, there is a few out there, um, especially recently as well. So, Jordan, can you tell us about some of your favourite writing projects? Yeah, so my probably my favourite writing project um, was a recent one of mine, um, and it was a monologue um, that got published in an anthology in April this year. Um, and the monologue's called 
Crossroads and Dusty Boots. And it stems from an experience that I had in South Australia last year. Um, me and about a dozen other riders um, were selected to go on a two-week-long two residency down there. So we were we went out to the Flinders Ranges, all of us, um, and there for two weeks without um, without any service. And we were mentored by three Australian play, playwrights um, to write these monologues, which would be performed in theatre. Um, yeah, it was it was a really good experience, um, and it was just beautiful out there, just writing for without any reception or any like, you know, completely disconnected from the outside world. Um, That's like the most ideal writing conditions. Yeah, it really was, Um, except for the flies, of course. There was a lot of (laughs) flies out there. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I met a lot of, I met a lot of other writers out there whom I'm still in touch with to this day. So, um, yeah, it was a really good experience and, I feel like the piece of writing that I got from that um, was definitely one of my favourites to write. Um, So Crossroads and Dusty Boots um, is about a young teenage boy and he's walking along a train track in the South Australian desert and he finds a talking fur seal attached to the train track and he has to save him and get him to the ocean. Um, but yeah, the, um, the anthology itself, um, is actually circling, um, a few high schools at the moment, um, and is being used in their drop for their drama classes, which is really cool. And is that (laughs) typically the audience that you write for or are you? Uh, for this, yeah, for this particular piece, um, it was definitely writing for that age group the young adult age group, um, probably high school kids. Um, but usually I do write for adult. I, I usually write adult fiction. Great. Um, but yeah, the, um, the anthology is available for purchase at the moment, um, through currency presses website. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure many of our listeners will look forward to reading that. Thank you very much for joining the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Small Town Queer podcast. To hear more Small Town Queer stories, subscribe to the series and like, share and review this episode. And check out the Small Town Queer playlist on Spotify, curated by museum staff and project participants. For more information about Small Town Queer, visit museum.tweed.newsouthwales.gov.au forward slash small hyphen town hyphen queer. Tweed Regional Museum is supported by the New South Wales Government through Create Funding New South Wales. This project would not have been possible without the support and collaboration of the people of Tweed who have generously shared their lived experiences, archives and objects with this project.